Hello, my name is Kevin Roger Paxa, and welcome back to the Banana Club podcast. I'm here with one of our local swim athletes for NHS Swim and Water Polo, Hunter Johnson. Hunter Johnson, how are you doing today? Dude, I'm doing swell. It's been a, it's been a good day. That's good to hear. So, this is correct. You played swim and you also played water polo for Norelf, right? All four years, uh, team captain for swim, junior, senior year, captain for water polo, uh, senior year. Senior year. Oh, so who's uh, who's the captain in your junior year? Junior year, uh, Caleb Royal, but we didn't really have a junior water polo season, so he wasn't really there. Oh, nice. So, you know, what got you into swim and water polo? Um, well, I kind of grew up like getting taken to the ocean all the time. Yeah. Uh, my mom runs the junior lifeguard program in, no way. in Ventura. Nice. Yeah. So, You'd I mean, be out in the sun a lot. What was that? You'd be out in the sun a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, yeah. Um, skin cancer by 30, I'm calling it now. <laughs> oh, God. You and Robert. Oh, basically. But, um, yeah. So I was constantly like around the ocean and in the water. And my dad tried to get me into baseball and basketball when I was really little, mm-hmm. but. For obvious reasons, I wasn't about that. And well, obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. What do you mean? I'm not exactly a land athlete. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're an aquatic You're an aquatic I'm, I'm, I'm an aquatic fella. But, um, yeah, so the next logical step after not doing too great on land was to go in the water. And my basically the entire mom's side of my family was really, really into, into aquatics. Mm-hmm. So I I started doing the swim team at the athletic club when I was like eight or nine. Yeah, and kind of been swimming ever since. I see. So you know, going back, you joined freshman year. How do you think you've progressed through then? Because I I've known you since about like seventh grade, and you in seventh grade compared to now, two different people. And there's a reason why I voted you for most like changed person at Nordhoff. You've grown. There's a lot different. So how do you think you've progressed from freshman year to senior year in terms of swim and or water polo? Well, I'm very flattered that I got your vote on that because, well, yeah. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, yeah. Because freshman me was, well, let's just say I wasn't the best. I was kind of a piece of work. Um, but it's especially water polo – um, honestly, I got whipped into shape. I see. Like I was, I was kind of just goofing around and being, being rowdy all the time. And then, um, like freshman year being on, on JV water polo kind of, it all, it perpetuated that just a little bit, just because there was kind of a crew of people who really, you know, didn't care. Yeah. But the second swim team rolled around, it it was like, oh my god, like this group of people and these, like coaches were just so influential on me, and it they nurtured me in like the sense where I gained a lot of responsibility, a lot of humility, like learned to kind of take myself seriously, but while still being able to have fun, which I, were two entirely different things um, for me, like until that point. And, um, as the years kind of progressed, I like the coaches and everything, they saw that like I had it in me to be a, like a responsible leader. So they kind of like started nurturing me for that. 
And I mean, by the time like junior year water polo season, everyone coming back from COVID, um, partially because I had the most seniority on the team, but also mainly because I like actually was one of the few people who were like gun ho about doing it and getting yeah. everyone I can in the pool. Um, they put me in a leadership position and I, I kind of thrived. So you kind of like switched up the persona, like the staple of water polo and swim as a whole, where you said, you know, your first year, it kind of like was kind of goofy. Yeah. And all that you kind of like switch, you kind of wanted to win. You kind of wanted to get all competitive instead of, you know, all fun and daisy and all that. Basically. And, um, my freshman, freshman and sophomore year, um, JV was coached by, by a Nordoff alumni, Derek Kriske. He was like, I love the guy. He's, he's sweet. He's made it really fun, but he was not very good at keeping us on task and keeping us um, like focused and responsible. There's only one team. Is that JV? Oh, that was JV. Oh, okay. uh, Chris Key coached JV um, while Coach B coached varsity. varsity. Yeah, I guess that would make sense in a way because you know not everybody does water polo. You know, going into Nordoff, it's like exactly kind of a mesh of just people trying to do things. So I guess I understand his point. You know, he mixed fun and like you know actually a little bit of trying. Yeah, in a way. So he was kind of like that good gateway into, you know, Coach Burton and, you know, later on you being like captain and all that. So I guess he kind of helped out, but he wasn't the best choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Again, I like he made my freshman year, freshman, sophomore year pretty damn fun. I see. Like (laughs) definitely a lot of fun was had. But at the same time, I feel like I could have progressed a little bit better if I if it was a lot more strict. But also, I understand that, like, not everyone thrives like I do in, like, a strict environment. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was good finding, like, a balance where this year, especially in water polo, mm-hmm. I was, like, Coach B, he, I, like, thank him a lot for it. He put me in, like, a pretty, like, solid leadership position. I, um, I felt like to the, some of the JV guys, I feel like I coached them quite a bit where I was like, like almost like the eyes in the water, kind of like keeping people like in line, but still like you know allowing them to have a little fun. Where Coach B would be like more on the peripherals, giving like suit like super selective um, coaching while we were doing like our warm ups and everything. Yeah. And of course, like through the drills, he'd lead it, and I'd help like get keep people focused. But no, it it was a good system. I see. Yeah. So, a little bit more on water polo and swim. Like, you know, when I go into thinking about swimming, I just think about, you know, swimming in a pool, swimming in a beach. But this is way more competitive. Same with water polo. So, like, what are the ins and outs? And, like, what is the true difficulty of something like water polo? Something like, oh, the true difficulty is, yeah. I mean, like, with, with enough practice, anyone can swim. Yeah. Um, and kind of the same thing is with enough discipline, anyone can learn water polo. Yeah. But... It's very, very physically taxing. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard you talk about your shoulders and swim. I'm sure, like, you've... You could see your feet and all that. Like, <laughs> like, you could see what it did harm to you compared to, like, any other sport. Yeah. It's but physically demanding. It's, it's, it definitely is very physically demanding. But I, I'm a lot more injury prone than a lot more people just because 
I I was actually just having this conversation with Lorenzo, yeah. another one of our our water polo. Shout out Lorenzo. Yeah, shout shouts out. Um, I don't have a very good threshold th- threshold for like stopping pushing, mm-hmm. where I know I'm not like the most physically gifted person. Yeah, but I will push myself until I physically can't anymore, which has honestly been the reason why I have like issues with my like shoulders and knees and stuff like that. Just because like I'm in these very physically demanding sports and I um, just kind of like keep on going, fighting through the pain instead of like taking time to take care of myself. So I wouldn't like let the um, like the physically demanding aspect part of it like deter you. Yeah. It's more just like me overworking myself. So I guess it's more of like, how much you can do and you know i don't know how to describe it but it's just more like because obviously when you first go into water polo it's gonna look hard as hell oh yeah so it's just more of like just that discipline that determination to like go past that you know just breaking point just Mm -hmm. trying to like find and like kind of not master in a way but like not even like get better but to just like go through the pain in a way exactly and um in like the first it's it's really funny every single year in, especially in water polo, swim too, mm-hmm. but especially in water polo, every year there's like by the third week, people start quitting. Yeah. But like it's, after, and so like, like, well, it's second or third. Cause it's more like that repetition where it finally breaks to those people where it's just like, can I really do this any longer? And it's just not more of like the people that are tougher and the people that quit that are weak. It's more of like, they just kind of have that realization. It's like, can I really do this? Exactly. That along with, um, like, those first few weeks, every season, I mean, it hits everyone like a truck. Mm-hmm. Because water polo conditioning is, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people aren't, aren't up for it. Because it's, I mean, I, I feel really um, arrogant, kind of like hyping it up, saying, oh, this is so difficult. But, like, truly, it's, it's a tough game. I mean, it, yeah, keep it going. Yeah, and so it kind of detours people in the beginning, like in the first few weeks. But like the second um, you like get past that that point where like you realize like wow, I'm in like pretty good shape right now. After like the the second or third week, it becomes an entirely different game. Where like Wyatt Dingman, sh- shouts out Wyatt. Hey, shout out Wyatt. Shout out teammate of myself and him. Yeah, shouts out Wyatt. Um, I his freshman year, I was drilling him every single day to mm-hmm. come out and play water polo. Yeah, like I I nagged this fool. Like, I, I know the talks of him. Yeah, you say like, oh, try to water polo, like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was nagging him like every single day to come out, and he was like, no man, it's just not for me. It's not for me. And eventually, one Friday. We had um, we had a scrimmage day where I was like, dude, just show up, just trust me, show up. If you show up and you give it your all, like I won't nag you anymore. Mm-hmm. He goes, he plays in the scrimmage. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, dude, this is this is pretty fun. And then, and then again, he has that like week or so, uh, like starting to go into practice where he's like, I don't know, man, this is this kind of tough. But like after after that, now it's like his favorite game. But yeah, and he's really, really good. Like the boy, the boy can shoot. He can whether he makes it or not. Who knows? But he can shoot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all three sports that he plays includes you know water polo with the ball. You have the basketball and volleyball. But 
you know, I I could see him as a water polo sport before or a water water polo person before he even joined. Yeah, and it's kind of weird that he didn't even he had second doubts about it. Oh yeah, no, he I was I was nagging him for so long, and he finally he finally like actually gave it like a legit try, and he was sold. Yeah, and I guess another thing about like trying out for water polo, I guess there's people I think like oh it's too easy, and they kind of like like throw it off like oh it's an easy sport you just swim around, mm-hmm. but I don't think they realize that compared to any other sport. You're not physically on the ground. You are yeah. floating. You are egg beating. Yeah. You are doing something physically demanding, whether it's your lower body or upper body at every given moment. And I think it's just that thing that they don't realize. It's just, you know, you're doing something physically demanding every moment. I'm like, you know, football, another physically demanding sport. I mean, you do it every play, but that play gets to end. Yeah. But this is like basketball. It's, it's almost like a mix of basketball with like the physicality of football in a way. But you're just, you cannot touch the ground. You are doing mm-hmm. something every second. Even if you're out with nobody around you as a goalie, you're still up there egg beating just to stay afloat. Yeah. And that's where, like, the mental toughness of it all comes in. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, people who play water polo tend to be – and swim, too. I feel like we're just talking about water polo. But, dude, swim is also a very, like – again, people just see it as, like, oh, you're just swimming back and forth. And that's what deters a lot of people is, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you are just swimming back and forth. But at the same time, like – you're going. You have you have your like little breaks on the walls, but like when you're swimming, it's like you're pretty much giving it your all most of the time. So so I guess it's basically just like it's either the simplicity of the sport that deters people away, or just the difficulty of the sport that kind of deters people. It's away. both. Yeah, I, I feel like it kind of perplexes people because it's like it's a difficult sport, but it's just so simple. Yeah, because yeah. like, it's literally just. Swimming from one way and back, yeah. and it's just different styles. You, you, yeah, you swim for 25 meters or yards, depending on which pool you're in. Mm-hmm. Swim for 25 meters or yards, then do a nice little flip turn, swim another 25. You can come back and forth. Yeah. I mean, so let's go on a swim then. Like, it seems easy enough. It seems as simple as it is enough, but what, what is that difficulty in there? Because, like, how do you get better at swimming? Because in water polo, I mean, you can get better in your upper body and get better, you know, stamina wise. But like, yeah. How do you get faster within that? Like, I don't. I mean, I guess it might be easy, but I, it's not in my head right now. Well, you could you could go um, one of two two major routes, and I I not being not the most you know intelligent person decided to just. Man, let me just brute strength this. <laughs> like, I, my form sucks, but you know what? I'm going to go fast just because, again, kind of going back on the, like, issues with my shoulders. I'm going to go fast just because I can withstand more pain than these people. Which, mm-hmm. for anyone listening who might want to or is currently doing swim, don't do that. I guess so. <laughs> It's... Learn by example. Learn. Hunter Johnson. Yeah. No. Um... You, yeah, so people tend to go, and unfortunately, it's the more common route of people just going, oh, like just brute strength it. But yeah, so of course, you're going to have like conditioning is going to make you a lot faster. But what's truly going to like shave down the seconds is you're like mastering your form because you got to think about it swimming, especially like in sprints, mm. like if you like in the 50, like Coach B, Nakao, Mark, Walters, they all say, like, in a 50, you basically can't make a mistake. Yeah. 
it, it's kind of like a hundred meter sprint. It's exactly, like you cannot exactly. mess anything up. One miss and you're, you're and you're end. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was one of the most frustrating, probably like the most frustrating things about uh, my season was that league finals. Um, Malibu's pool is kind of funky. Yeah, and I I had probably the worst flip of my high school career, and oh. it cost me like a potential like I was pretty close to the guy ahead of me but like, it cost me like a big drop in time because in that um in that event I'd already dropped like maybe like half a second but if I like nailed that flip I could have done way better but yeah so like basically just like mastering that form because you gotta think like yeah I you could swim with just pure brute strength but if you don't have the form behind it, you're not going to be efficient and you're not going to like move your way through the water like, you know, in the best way possible. So if you like get that form down first and then hit it with all you got physically, it's it. I mean, that's how you do it. Yeah. So let's talk about playoffs, you know, playoffs. So yeah. let's start off with the most recent one, swim. So did you go to playoffs? Um, unfortunately, no, I did not make it so, to CIF this year. Does swim work individually or as a team? Individually. Individually, I see. So um, we got bumped up to Division 4 this year. Oh. Not, not to Division 4, Division 3. We were in Division 4 last year. I see. Um, Breaking up. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, no. We, well, last year we had, had – shouts out Quinn Sider. Um, we had him win CIF in the, in the 100 fly – and as long as well with like was that this year or last year? That was last year. Oh, last year. Um, this year he got second and third in the fifty and the one hundred respectively. Nice. But yeah, no, the man's a beast. Shouts out. Respect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was I was basically like roughly like about point three off of making um making CIF. And I, you spoke about that at yeah. Snack. I remember that. Yeah, it was. You know what? I'm like I would probably be a lot more upset about it if I wasn't gonna be swimming and playing water polo at VC. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I had a like wonderful season, and I improved a bunch, so I'm all right with it. I respect that. So yeah, okay, we're not saying about playoffs. Like, what's that playoff mentality like? If you ever went to it, like yeah. what what goes through your head? Like yeah. even like clinching the playoffs, like you said for point three seconds. Like mm-hmm. what goes through your head? Like before you go to swim, like just. I don't know, like that playoff mentality force one, like what goes through. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had, I went to CIF last year when we were in division four. Mm. Um, I, I kind of handle it a lot different than most people do. I see. Just because I try to like be as nonchalant about it as possible. Yeah. I, I do the same too. Yeah. You know? Where um, I kind of like, and this was partially also what I feel like made me like a pretty good captain is that I my role was pretty much just to calm everyone down. Mm-hmm. Where like when people were like losing it, like getting like the jitters, like being like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? I I I very frequently put myself in this situation where I like I just walk up to them and like try my best to calm them down, reassuring. I have a little speech, but it's a little bit um, not PG. <laughs> um, is it R or thirteen? It's it's thirteen. Uh, yeah, we're fine. We're, it's, we're, all, okay. we're all above thirteen. It's, it uses some uses some foul language, but it's something that a a junior when I was a freshman always told me when I was getting like the like getting really worked out. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what's gonna happen? I always just like look them dead in the eyes and say, 
you are a badass motherfucker uh-huh. and you aren't going to take shit from anyone. I see. Exactly. That, that verbatim and like have him like do a couple deep breaths and just, you just need to be calm going like play again, playoff mentality for me, at least you need to be calm because if you get all anxious, if you get all worked up, you're going to again make a mistake. And you're just not going to play your best. If exactly. You, if you if you're not calm enough, or just you're just not like truly ready for it, you're just not going to yeah. do your best. And ex- especially in swim, where it's like not a team sport, it's truly like just you and mm-hmm. you're performing. Yeah. Where, like, you just need to mellow yourself out. Realize that you got to lower your heart rate. Always stay warm before your events. I, I'm sorry, I'm not like the, probably not the, not the best person to talk about it because I take, I'm a little bit more nonchalant about it than most people are. Mm-hmm. But the real thing, which is, I mean, big in every sport, but especially for me in swim and water polo is you've just got to lean back on all the work that you've put into. Like realize that pretty much every race is a culmination of the like work that you've been doing so like you just gotta kind of realize that like yeah at cif cif and like league finals and stuff i'm not the reason i'm not worried is because Mm -hmm. i know that i've put my all into every race that i've done i see and i've put my all into every practice i'm there i'm warming up i'm stretching when the sets come, I'm cranking it and, you know, doing everything that I can to su- su- succeed. Yeah. So whatever happens, I know it was a culmination of everything that I've done. So honestly, it's not, it doesn't worry me because yeah. it's that confidence. I feel like that confidence also comes a little bit with, with age because I definitely wasn't like that, um, like f- freshman year. So I guess it's like. Not only just being mature, but, you know, giving it your all no matter where you are. Exactly. No matter if it's practice or game or playoff, just giving your all. So you're just conf- – you just – you have that confidence because you've been doing the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that progression where you can – you don't need to make a slight mistake because yeah. you are giving it your all every time. Yeah. It's that, it's that Kobe mentality. Yeah. Right. Where um, you – like yeah of course not every race is going to be good everyone has their off days yeah and it gets kind of frustrating because as the season gets to like the later end before the taper your your body's feeling it feeling it like because you've been working on it for so long and having so many races that your worst races at least for me at least have been at like the the later end of the season but then once the taper before league and oh, league prelims and then finals happens mm-hmm after that taper you let your body recover a little bit i yeah i dropped like um in like league prelims and finals i dropped a total of like one second in the 25 Mm. and then in the 100 i dropped two seconds yeah which for sprints is like a pretty gnarly drop just because like you give your body that time to recover and after all the work that you've put in yeah yeah all right, so I think one last thing we got to say before I head out and before time runs out. To everybody that's watching from Murph, why do you wear flip-flops or go barefoot? I think this should be, <laughs> it should be the, the trivia question. Oh What's the meaning God. behind it? And, you know, 
is it just something like you just grew up doing or it's just like just what's the reason behind Dude, it? I can tell you're gonna ask. You've been staring at my dogs this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yeah, um well I I mean kind of going backtracking to what I said in the beginning, I've always kind of grown up with like beach culture. Mm-hmm. And of course Ohio being a little hippie, I I've kind of been able to get away with being barefoot for a lot of a lot of major events in my life, <laughs> but <laughs> going to graduation barefoot. Dude, yeah, well, that's the plan. That's the plan, Mister Munson. If you're hearing this, you can't stop me. It's gonna. Yeah, I don't think there is any dress code in terms of, like your feet. I mean, I guess you can't go in shirtless, but uh, dude, shoeless, I'm, if it was possible, I would go shirtless. Hey, I, my sister wore flip flops. I, I guess you could just take out the flip flops. Yeah, exactly. I'll just like hold them, tuck them under my gown. But no, um, I just don't like wearing shoes. It I sounds, I'm like, I'm not like spiritual about it or anything. Yeah. People are like, oh, you just want to feel the energy of the earth, man. Just want to no. feel the earth. No, I just enjoy like f- feeling where I'm stepping, you I know? I respect that. Yeah. yeah. And people um, kind of give me crap for it. But just think about it. Genetically, like I'm, you know, firm believer of evolution. Um, yeah. But so like, our, you got to realize that our feet have been have evolved over millions of years yeah, that's true. to be like perfect for walking barefoot that's true and only in like you know resp- like respectively recent years have we like started to you know cover them up and wear shoes we've gone soft yeah like i mean i guess there's like some people from the greek that wore it as like a sign of like you know class yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I i think they're just like just bronze sheets yeah. nothing changed or, but I guess now it's just more of like comfort. And comfort, all that. Yeah. yeah. And I I understand that like I'm not gonna like run a mile barefoot. Yeah, it's just for walking. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I just prefer being free, and I've never um, really done it that much at school until this year. Yeah. But then there's a, there's a little switch that happened um, at the beginning of the year where I was like, you know what, dude, I'm a senior, like. <laughs> What do I care about? A little freshman judging me if I'm walking around barefoot? Exactly. No, like I just don't judge. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm my own man. I'm not gonna judge you if you want to be barefoot. Yeah. Like I can respect you. Yeah. My, my mom, my mom's like, I remember my mom when I was like small. She was saying like, you know, she was complaining about me wanting new shoes. She was like, oh, man, back when I was in Sri Lanka, you know, all we all we walked in was barefoot. We go walk barefoot. My foot, you know, it it was basically a shoe. I climbed with my foot. I climbed up mango trees with my foot. I was like, whoa. I was Dude. like, I mean, it kind of shows that, like, it's kind of a first world culture thing where it's just like walking with shoes for comfort. I mean, everywhere else people wear shoes, and I guess that's not really a money thing, but it's just more of a cultural thing. Yeah. And I guess it's just people to realize, you know, yeah. you can you can go barefoot if you want. If you could do it, I don't see people wearing shoes at the beach. Yeah, exactly. Your mom's like my idol, dude. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Perfect time. Shout out Mandala. Dude, shout, shouts out Mandala. That, that dragon roll slaps. But, um, oh, in my, in my one minute before the bell rings, shouts out Miss Taylor for letting me record instead of doing my project. Shout out Miss Taylor. Bell just rang. Bell just rang? Oh, boy. So, final thoughts. Um, free the dogs. Um, <laughs> shouts out Coach B, um, Coach Mock, Coach Nakao. Changed my life. Funny enough, the bell did ring, but now we're back with more time. Back, new day, new topics. Yeah, so this isn't the end. So 
we'll go on one final one. We'll talk about the culture of water polo. And I know this is kind of weird, you know. We went from water polo to having to free the dogs, as he says. But let's go into that final topic. Let's talk about the culture of water polo and swim and, you know, even lifeguarding in a way. They all combine into one. What is a culture, Hunter? What, what is a culture? Dude, come on. You can't put me on the spot with these tough, tough philosophical questions. Oh, bad. But culture, culture, that's the, like, basically the, the way I think about it is, like, the way things happen in, like, a specific society. Or, um, I don't know if I can go call them the Nordoff Swim and Water Polo Team a society. But, um, yeah, just the way things work, how, how people interact with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we kind of touched on this yesterday. We skimmed Not, over it a bit. Yeah, we skimmed over it a little bit. But, like, water polo, my freshman, sophomore year, mm-hmm. it was um, led by Jem Ruff. As, yeah, as captain, yeah. yeah. So if, if any of you listeners know that man, you know that he's he's a pretty out there individual. He is a man of many things. Uh, for him, probably a pretty good swimmer, pretty good water, water polo player to me. He was an amazing musician, you know, being part of my concert band and my jazz band and being part of the, you know, the musical, Crazy For You, the last one of his. Pretty insane, pretty insane person, to be honest. Oh, most definitely. Shouts out Jem Ruff. Yeah. Um... But yeah, he had like he kind of brought the culture of yeah. like being very out there mm-hmm. because I mean obviously with all the musical band, all his different different extracurriculars, he kind of brought out the the fun in everyone, and like it, at, on the varsity level with the upperclassmen, that was like it was still able to be disciplined, but I feel like it bled down a little bit too much to the younger people, yeah, where. You know, it really wasn't. But then then sophomore year, Lake Thatcher, another just wonderful person. Mm-hmm. I, I actually lifeguard with both Jem and Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, Jem, yeah. Yeah. And so he, Lake, I genuinely think, is the, like, the best captain I've had. Mainly just because, like... Yeah, he wasn't always the best. Don't get me wrong. He was a phenomenal water polo player and yeah. super fast swimmer. But he really just stepped up when, like, anyone needed him. Mm-hmm. And that's all. He got to, like, brought that energy to the team, keeping everyone, like, accountable and also, like, just really stoked about it. The kind of, like no matter what it is, the yes coach mentality, like, yeah, dude, I'll do that. I'll play set. I'll, I'll shoot from half. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was kind of spectacular. And then, um, you know, break COVID year, Mm -hmm. but no, like he brought a lot more discipline to the team, at least that I noticed. Well, yeah. Yeah. He, um, again, while still having fun, he had the, he had the nice balance of fun with also like you know caring I like that seriousness or like kind of like that like like you said previously like, kind of like that discipline to like actually try and go out there and win exactly he wasn't messing around that's the thing mm-hmm. he, he was having fun but not messing around and so after like and then you know after my sophomore year was covid mm-hmm. and that that year for water polo it didn't really happen very much mm-hmm. But it, 
like it I mean I feel like I tried to try to bring it back a little bit it was difficult just because everyone was like very very excited about um swimming in water polo yeah like everyone was so stoked to be back where it was like having a hard time like containing people even though we did have a fairly small team this year it was and also like the responsibility aspect of everything trying to like make sure everyone showed up and everyone did their their stuff was a little bit difficult but I think we we really like reeled it in in the end and honestly it was that that team dynamic it was there this year but not as strong as it could have been mm. yeah but I mean those guys like swim and water polo like my second family basically like um especially throughout swim because mm. in water polo like it's more of like a bro out culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's just, it's just guys or just girls Yeah, where, um, yeah, we tend to just bro out a bunch and just be, just be the guys well, as course. you might say. Well, yeah. Where in swim, it's a lot more of like a community. Yeah, it kind of meshes together. Exactly. Like, um, like everyone's there for one another. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, like a little, little family unit with, um, like mock Nakao, coach B and Coach Walters, um, shouts out Coach Walters. She has like a couple months old baby right now, oh, really? so she she wasn't here this year, mm. at least for swim. But yeah, no, she's happy mother. So I love to see that. Congrats, congratulations. But yeah, um, swim. Everyone really cared about one another. We we had a pretty strong team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that, that strong team aspect was really enforced by, um, you know, Mock and Nakao. They really were constantly promoting us to, you know, like have, have the big old music sessions in the, in the vans and the, bu- or yeah, we only took the vans once I think, but in the buses yeah, and we're just really keeping like bringing everyone together where like I knew that I could rely on any single other person on the team if Mm -hmm. I like if I needed something and I know it went like both ways and I'm not trying to take responsibility but like me and Alex um Alex Gonzalez as captain this year Mm -hmm. we I feel like we did a pretty good job at like you know nurturing that where it's always sort of been that way but this year like go oh, the lights just turned off weird weird <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah as i was saying we kind of nurtured that like excitement that we had um last year mm-hmm. because again last year we didn't get to have as many team bonding activities as we normally do because of covid and everything but everyone was so excited to be there kind of carried carried that through and then um similar thing happened this year where we like kept that energy but also we're a lot more connected just because you know it was more possible and like more people in the water at once like we actually had a pretty decently well for us well for most teams it's pretty small but for us we had a good sized team this year and it it worked out really well yeah I'm like genuinely like really proud of everyone who like came out and swam they they killed it I think that's like pretty good to hear because you kind of see that through every sport in a way past the pandemic where they go from their ups and downs. But for you, for instance, you know, 
JV in that level, you know, it wasn't strictly competitive. It was trying to get that fun in because, you know, water polo is a new sport. Kind yeah, of exactly. similar, Yeah, kind of similar to me with volleyball. JV was really fun, but once you go into varsity, you know, it's way more competitive. And for me, I lost my sophomore year of, like, fun, and I went straight into competitiveness. But I knew so much about volleyball that, you know, I kind of – I could be competitive all at once, but, you know, everybody else in my grade, they all left. So yeah. it was just me there being the only competitive person in my year. And I was the person that had to, you know, kind of get people in and try to, like, find the fun in it. Because not everybody saw the fun in volleyball of the past. If not, the people below the juniors, I think, like, the only other grade that's seen it. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like um, I kind of did the same thing in water polo, not on the same level that you did. Yeah. But um, one thing that I'm actually, like, happy about, and I appreciate the trust that Coach B gave me, mm. where I was for the most part, like, teaching a lot of the new, like, new kids how to egg beat, how to, like, do certain things, and, like, there, there are a few people who's like, oh, yeah, like, I need to, I need to coach this kid on how to swim, and now, like, the, like, a lot of the people that I've, like, had to basically teach, like, through, through water pool and through swim are now, like, killing it, yeah, like, it's, awesome kind of going back to what we like talked about earlier with just that like determination yeah. where yeah it's difficult it's gonna suck but you're genuinely gonna have so much improvement when you actually put your heart to it yeah yeah i mean it just comes into that with you with that veteran leadership yeah and you know teaching other people and having that trust from coach b to actually like do what you want to your other teammates. Exactly. And that that's like the great part about sports is like when you get that trust with the coach mm-hmm. where you can do what you want and they trust you enough that, you know, they'll let you have your hands with the book and like do what you want at all. It's it's a pretty fun thing to have. Yeah. Like it, it happened this uh, this year in Waterfall a couple of times where um, like someone would like, like one of the newer uh, freshman, sophomore would just come up and be like, oh, Coach B, like, can you help me with with this, that, or whatever, and he just go, like, look at me, Hunter, points at the person, <laughs> and just like, it's like, on it, coach, gotcha, yeah. and it, I mean, it was fun, it was fun, I, I genuinely really, really loved um, working with and helping people, it was, yeah, it was great, I, uh, no, I was like, a positive impact. I think... It's a good enough time to end it here. Yeah. For now. But, you know, it was great to hear about your whole story about, you know, your come up and the culture and everything that you had with water polo swim and even like their feet, you know, your, Bare your dogs. Feet. Free you know? the dogs. You know, it's it's good to hear about all that because, you know, for me, for instance, you're the only person that I know from water polo or for swim that I regularly talk to. Yeah. So it's it's kind of nice to have more insight and more, you know, specifics and, you know, how your progression went through. It was pretty good to talk to yeah. you, and thank you for taking your time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to help, happy to be here. I, and if anyone here listening is thinking about swim or water polo next year, try, like, feel free to come up and talk to me about it. Um, I can guarantee I can sell you on it because it's kind of the best. Yeah, and if you don't know who Hunter looks like, just look down. You'll find someone without shoes, you'll find the man. Bare feet... Tall, blonde, I am rocking the mullet right now. It's it's pretty noticeable, so you'll you'll yeah. find it. I'm a big man. Alright. It's good talking to you, Hunter. Alright, good talking to you too, All Kevin. Right. Take your time. Yeah.